If you need anything more than Jesus, then you don't know Jesus. Turn to somebody and tell them that. Tell them that. Come on, look, come on. Jesus. Mary, would you tell Phil that, please? <laughs> we know you love the Lord, Phil. Hallelujah. God, you're so good. We love you. We get so excited to worship you and praise you and honor you in this place. You are the only one who can. No matter what we're going through, Lord, help us because you're the only one who can. No matter what we're thinking and the thoughts are not like your thoughts help us to open your word that our thoughts might become your thoughts holy spirit within us thank you for always comforting us but also for disciplining us teaching us showing us and leading us and guiding us in the way of the lord we give you praise abba father we thank you we love you we thank you. We thank you. All I can do is say thank you. Amen. 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 Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I could do this all day. You know, if you don't really have an experience in your worship, then you're distracted. If you're distracted by looking around all over the room and seeing what the other person's doing, you're distracted. If you're thinking about where you're going to go eat after church, you're distracted. <laughs> because I would like to challenge every person in this room. When it's worship time, don't talk to your neighbor. In fact, we've had some people say they can't worship because there's conversation going on. So let's speak, like Jesus said, to love one another and be considerate and think of one another, not just of ourselves and what we want. I don't know. I, I'm sort of preaching here. <laughs> but let's remember to love God. <clears throat> what else? And love one another. And that means I can't think of myself. I need to think of the other person. And agape is the word that we use for God's love. Do you know what it really means, the root of it? Doing what's best for the other person. Thank you. Isn't that what God does? Yes. He does what's best for us. So let's just take that challenge. I, I challenge you to do that next Sunday, to just really focus on loving him and worshiping him and giving yourself. 103, Psalm 103, bless the Lord. What's it say? Oh, my soul, oh, my mind, oh, my emotions, oh, my emotives, oh, my body. To love the Lord your God with all your heart. All right? I, I'm giving you a challenge. I want to, we'll see what happens next Sunday. <laughs> they won't come to church. <laughs> Thank you. I'll be here. Thank you, Rhonda. You really do worship him in, in spirit and truth. You should try it because it's awesome when you lose yourself in it. You don't worry about the other conversations in the room. You just Amen. lose yourself in him. Amen. Amen. Thank you. Well, Gino, Jesus is enough. Amen. We thank you for that teaching in Sunday Bible class this morning. Woo!
And you didn't know we were going to sing this song, did you? <laughs> Jesus is sufficient. Jesus is enough. And I loved the, the thing that I got out of it because Gino does prison ministry. And he tells his guys, you think you can con God? Do you? Do you think you can con God? Do you think you can go do what you want to do and God doesn't see? Ooh, you really got us, Gino. <laughs> well, next Sunday, uh, Jim Duncan will be teaching Sunday Bible class, and we look forward to that. And uh, if you're a first-time visitor here today, please pick up a gift bag before you leave, and we hope that God blesses you. I know he's going to try, so I hope you receive it. So <laughs> next Sunday, the 27th, the Jewish Heritage Festival starts. Sharon, are you going to go this year? Are we going to ride the camel? <laughs> it's wonderful. There's food. There's music. There's dancing. You can ride a camel. So please support our Jewish community and attend. It will be at the Casemans in Ormond Beach. And now, what are we going to do? We're going to honor God with our tithes and offerings. Oh, good. Would you pray for us? Uh, oh. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> Father, God. Father God, we come before you, Lord, with humble, humble hearts, Lord, and we give to you all that is us, Lord, all that is us, and we just pray that this, this offering glorify you, Lord, and that you look upon us with grace as you always do and mercy and love. We love you, Lord. We love you, Lord, and we thank you. Amen. I'm going to sing a secular song, but you're going to notice subtle differences. When I came to the Lord, this song meant something else. Now that I have come to the Lord, it has a complete different meaning. and 
baby was that good or what man oh man that was good hallelujah man that's some good stuff I could take another verse of that amen yeah good morning so good to see you all here man I really really hope today that you are expecting that you came here expecting and that you came here with a need after hearing uh Gino this morning and him talking about uh, the prison ministry and the work camp being taken away and basically destroyed, gone. But God gave him another opportunity, another place. And then when I, I see this song and Steve was singing this verse, then you came along and put me back together. And it's funny because as a pastor, I get to see all of this working and I want you to know that today we're going to be talking about rebuilding the broken now I don't know about you but have you ever had anything broken you know we'll talk about the easy stuff first an arm a leg collarbone a toe uh, in my previous line of work, I got in a tassel with somebody and I broke my two fingers out here on the end, which I couldn't hold, something that's important in my job. So for eight weeks on the midnight shift, I was stuck on the front desk just for a little broken finger or two. And don't you wish nothing would break at your house? Now, these are the easy stuff. My daughter... Uh, Courtney bought me one of these big pampered chef pizza stones. Now, I don't cook pizza at the house. I just assume have Domino's or Giuseppe's or just name it. doesn't matter. But it's so good to cook a piece of chicken on. You can get some Publix fried chicken and put back on that stone and stick it in the oven. And instead of just microwaving it where it gets tough, it gets crispy. I was picking that thing up the other day and... It broke. I'm talking about Gorilla Glue couldn't fix that. I just flat dropped it. In the dishwasher, try to buy a dishwasher today. 
So there was a dishwasher had a part in it. And the part was $200. And the thing was 10 years old. You can buy a new one for 500 if you can get one. So you better go to Publix, Walmart, Sam's, and get as many paper plates, spoons, and forks, unless you want to do it the old way like Mom and Daddy did and actually wash it. Yeah. And I marvel at uh, people that can fix things, like rebuilding a motor or a transmission, these motor lifts and chains and stuff. And fixing things can be difficult if it's not in your wheelhouse like a battery. You can need a battery in your car. And you can call a buddy, and the buddy can say, I don't you got me. Better call somebody else. And I want to share with you a story about a prophecy of rebuilding the temple. And, and some of the points I want you to consider are things that are broken that may need to be rebuilt in your life and in my life. Some things that are broken that might need repair. So if you've come here today and there's anything broken that might need to be rebuilt, I, I want you to know that you're, this, this is not by mistake message. Gino had something that he talked about broken and God restored it and rebuilt it to something even better. And that's what he's got for you. Pieces of this story are in the book of Ezra and Nehemiah. And they were talking about rebuilding a wall around this city, Jerusalem. But I'm talking about just a really small place. It's of extreme importance. And it's rebuilding the temple. See, the people of Israel, they were in captivity in Egypt. And when they had traveled, they had a tabernacle, which was portable. And they worshiped God in this tabernacle. Later, King Solomon built a temple in Jerusalem. And the temple housed uh, the presence of God. It was a daily part of worship. They had the outer court. They had the inner court. They had the Holy of Holies. They held the Ark of the Covenant. The temple was a glorious place, and it's where they went daily. Jews were captured by the Babylonians, and they destroyed the temple. Their daily place of worship and gathering was broken, and they came back from captivity, and they were going to rebuild it. Now, this prophecy is by a guy named Zechariah, and the temple rebuilding is going to be under the leadership of a guy named Zerubbabel. If you can spell those two, God bless you, don't worry about it. But they're both Zs, and they're going to rebuild something that was broken. I don't want you to think throughout this message today. I'm going to be talking about the rebuilding of a temple. But I want you to take what I'm saying, and I want you to plug it in to your life where it'll fit. I want you to think about what might occur or might have happened or been going on in your life because I'm going to tell you, you've either had something broken. You get where I'm going. I've done this with you before. You've had something broken. You got something broken. Or you're going to get something broken. You're in one of those stages in your life. So wherever you are in there, this word's for you. Some things may be structures, but I want to apply this so it'll be really applicable, application-based to your life. And I want you to think about these things that maybe only you know are broken. You may be the only one that knows this is broken. Or someone really close to you may know. And those right in your own family may not know. Your neighbor may not know. But, but you'd know.
Zechariah was awoken by an angel. Now, if you've never been awoken by an angel, the Bible is full of it. Gino said he got up at 3 o'clock and started typing stuff. Zechariah 1, 4, 1 says this, Then the angel who talked with me returned and woke me up like someone awakened from sleep. And this angel woke up this prophet Zechariah. And the angels are throughout the Bible. And you've probably had an angel or Holy Spirit talking to you. And here's what Zechariah said in Zechariah 4, 6 through 10. Just a few verses. That's all we're going to talk about today. Listen to this. Zechariah 4, 6 through 10. So he said to me, this is the word of the Lord to Zerubbabel. Not by might, nor by power, but by my spirit, says the Lord Almighty. What are you, mighty mountains? Before Zerubbabel, you will become level ground. And then he'll bring out the capstone and shouts of God bless it, God bless it. And then the word of the Lord came to me. The hands of Zerubbabel have laid the foundation of this temple. His hands will also complete it. And then you'll know that the Lord Almighty has sent me to you. Who dares despise the day of small beginnings, of small things? Since the seven eyes of the Lord that range throughout the earth will rejoice when they see the chosen capstone in the hand of Zerubbabel. I want you to know something. That as you go through life, when you get things that are broken, when things fall apart, when they don't fit, when you sense them slipping out of your hands just like that pizza stone, I could feel it, I could see it, but there's nothing I could do about it. I got out of the way. Rebuilding something that's broken, it takes help. Zechariah 4, 6 says this, Not by might, nor my power, but by my spirit, says the Lord. You see, mighty means an army. Power is sheer strength. But my spirit, the word for spirit in the Old Testament is ruach. It's a good word study on that. We'll do it one day. A ruach is the spirit of the Lord, and it's in the Old Testament. It means wind. The New Testament word for spirit is is pneuma, pneuma. It means the same. It's just two different languages. See, the Spirit of God goes from Genesis to Revelation, and God wants us to rely on His Spirit, not our ability to get things that are broken rebuilt. He wants to help us get the things that are broken rebuilt. He wants to help us with every single part of our life. See, sometimes there are things just too big, too overwhelming for you to fix yourself. It's just impossible. Like facing a giant. Or like crossing a sea. Or like defeating a demon. Or, or like forgiving totally. Or trying to live a Christ-like life in today's world. There, there are some things you can just strain and strain at, but you'll never get it done by yourself. If you've got something broken in your life that needs repair, God wants to help you with his spirit. You can only go so far. You can only push so hard. You can only work so long at it. You're going to get fatigued and you're going to give up. God is the answer to the help you need in your life. And the spirit of God, the Holy Spirit, here in this Old Testament, Ruach, 
is pneuma here. It's the paracletos. It's the helper that resides in you. If Christ resides in you, you're not free of trouble. If Christ resides in you, everything ain't going to be all right all the time. You're going to need help. This spirit of God wants to help you. If you've got something broken also, you're going to realize that rebuilding the broken has obstacles. I, I don't know anybody that hasn't tried to rebuild something that something didn't go wrong. Me and my son, he, he got this little motorcycle chopper-looking thing. Looks like a big chopper, but it's a little chopper. It didn't really run. It was only a couple hundred bucks, but it was something for us to play with, knowing I can't fix anything. So we started getting parts, and this part wouldn't fit. There was an obstacle. This part cost $300. Well, that's what the motorcycle cost. And he's going to sell it and make a bunch of money. Now, he ended up doing that. Getting a carburetor, getting a this, and putting it all on, and draining all the gas out all over the garage. And then I'd, I'd see why I said, I don't let the gas drain out in the garage. So he didn't. And two weeks later, what am I seeing in the yard? Dead spots. Amen. You only get children once. Grass, you can get it lows. Just go get another pallet. Amen. Amen. You're going to face obstacles. We faced every obstacle there could be faced, and that's just a motorcycle that he sold and made money on. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. You see, obstacles can get in the way of success. Are you hearing me? If you let them. With the Spirit of God, the understanding of the power of the Lord in your life, not just fixing many bikes, but fixing stuff in your life. Rebuilding has obstacles. Listen to what uh, Zechariah 4, 7 says. What are you, mighty mountain? Before Zerubbabel, you will become level ground. Then he will bring out the capstone to shouts of God bless it, God bless it. Mountains have played a significant part in the Bible. Ever been on a mountain? I tell you what, they're harder to walk than what they look. They look real pretty. Try to walk up beside of one. I've done it on a few. I hope to never do it again. It's hard. It's up and down. It's grueling. Every muscle you have burns and your back hurts. Abraham and Isaac went up a mountain for a sacrifice. Moses met the Lord on a mountain and stayed with him as he made the Ten Commandments. Jesus talked about throwing a mountain into a sea, and Jesus himself was tempted on a mountain. You see, mountains can divide us or keep us away from God. Mountains can be made out of molehills. But the angel is saying to Zechariah that Zerubbabel will level the mountain. Let me tell you, there are going to be obstacles that you're going to see and with the help of God in your life, you can level them. You can cast them into the sea. You may face obstacles when you start to rebuild. I want you think of the mountains that you've already faced in your life. Remember, you, you got something broken, something's broken, or something's going to be broken. I suspect all of us have been in the, I've had something broken. Think of the mountains you've already faced in your life. 
or the ones you're facing right now. I don't know each of you or what challenges you have in your lives, but there's things that are mountains in your life right now. Maybe mountains of debt or despair. Could be mountains of frustration or unmet needs. I don't know. Unforgiveness, guilt. You know the mountains you face. You know the mountains that you may be going to face. And so does God. You can't con God. You can't fool him. And what he wants to do is help you with every single. He wants to help you rebuild your temple. And the word of the Lord spoke to Zerubbabel. What are you, mighty mountain? Before Zerubbabel, you become level ground. This word is for you and your mountain today. Rebuilding takes help. And there's going to be obstacles when you go to rebuild. And God wants to help you with every mountain in your life. There's not one that's too big or too small. But rebuilding this temple, also rebuilding something that's broken, has a purpose. It has a purpose. Zechariah 4, 8 and 9 says this, When the word of the Lord came to me, the hands of Zerubbabel had laid the foundation of a temple. You see, before you start to build or rebuild, you have to have a foundation. I had a house out off of West 40. I sold the house. Tracy and I moved in. The kids were sick. The doctor said you need to move east of 95 to get air that doesn't have so much pollen. So we sold our dream house and moved east of 95. A short time after that, a year or so, that house burnt down to the ground. Another man bought the lot that the house had burned down on. All it had was the foundation. And he said to me, he said, do you still have the plans for the house? I said, yeah. He said, well, I'm going to buy that piece of property. I've seen your house. I'd like to rebuild it. I gave him the plans. He rebuilt the house. You see, building starts with a foundation. When you lay a foundation, you've got a purpose. When you lay a foundation, it's not just talk anymore. When you lay a foundation, what you've got is something there to build upon. And it says that Zerubbabel laid the foundation. You see, Zerubbabel is a guy that's in the line of David. He's in the lineage of David, and he's in the lineage of Christ. I want you to see that he's building a foundation for Jesus Christ. When you go to Matthew 1, you see the genealogy of Christ. Zerubbabel is there. And I want you to know that he laid a foundation in this temple, a place of God's presence, a place to worship God. He laid the foundation for David and later Jesus Christ. And I want you to know he laid a foundation for us. We are in the lineage of Jesus Christ. If you've given your life to Jesus Christ, you are an heir, a joint heir with Jesus Christ. You belong to him and he belongs to you. The NIV, Jesus said, uh, said to them, he said, look, destroy this temple and I'll raise it again in three days. He had a purpose, like you do when you rebuild. You're listed in the Bible. Romans 8, 16 and 18 says this, the spirit itself bears witness with our spirit that we are the children of God. 
And if children, then heirs, heirs of God, joint heirs with Christ, so that if we suffer with him, we may also be glorified together. Jesus said, uh, Prophet Jeremiah said, before you were in the womb, I knew you. Before you were born, I set you apart. I appointed you to be a prophet of the nations. You have a purpose, just like Zerubbabel. Yeah, you're going to need help. Yeah, you're going to face obstacles. And absolutely, as you start to rebuild in your life, whatever is broken, you'll have a fresh and renewed purpose. That's where the change occurs. Okay, I'm going to rebuild. I'm going to lay the foundation. I'm going to start. I'm going to do it. But you have to start somewhere. If something's broken, you've you got to start somewhere. It'll be broken for so long, it'll have rust on it. It'll be broken so long, it'll have rot. It'll be broken so long, your heart will just be scarred over. You, you won't want to go, but you've got to start somewhere if you're going to rebuild what's broken. If you're going to rebuild what's broken, even the smallest thing is a step in the right direction. Zechariah 4.10 says this, Who dares despise the day of small things? You see, it may look small to you, and it may look small to someone else when you start to rebuild what's broken in your life, but it doesn't to God. God wants that first step. It's called faith. He wants that first step because faith builds hope. Hope builds perseverance. Perseverance finally gets out to where love is. Who dares despise the day of small things? Since the seven eyes, which is just saying that God is everywhere, eyes of the Lord that range throughout the earth will rejoice when they see the chosen capstone in the hand of Serubable. Let me ask you today. Is anything broken? I mean, is there anything that needs rebuilding or fixing? You may have had the tube of Gorilla Glue, but you're going to have to open it. You, you may know that the light bulb is burnt out, but you've got to get a stool. You've got to unscrew it. You've you got to start somewhere. If something's broken in your life, God doesn't want you broken. Here's what he says in Psalm 147, verse 3. He heals the brokenhearted, and he binds up their wounds. Are you wounded? Are you hurt? Is there something that you want to do different in your life? See, today's that day. Today's that day if there's something that's just cracked a little bit. You've got time to do something with it now. You've got the opportunity to do something with it now. And if you're wondering, well, I came to church today. Well, if God's got anything for me. Well, if you've got something broken, God's got something for you. If you've got something that's just not right, 
just not fitting right, well, God's got something for you today. He's got it for you today. And I'm here to encourage you. I want you to know that you're going to face opposition, maybe even from yourself. I don't know if I can do this or not. I don't think I can do this or not. The Holy Spirit wants to help you today. Pray with me if you would. Dear God, um, Father, you know each of us in and out. You know our hearts. And Father, even though we may not say it to you, even though we may not pray it to you, Father, you know that we know, and we know that you know what's broken, what needs fixing, what needs repair. Father, your helper, your Holy Spirit, I ask that your Holy Spirit would right now get in, begin this very moment, to begin fixing and healing and rebuilding that that is broken. Father, I decree and I declare over this body today that the first step is taken, that the foundation is laid, that you are there to help despite the obstacles. You're there, O oh God. And Father, I speak healing and health. I speak prosperity. I speak a gluing together, a binding together of broken things right now. And Father, I thank you in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. 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 Hallelujah. 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 Yeah. As we, uh, as we close, I want you to uh, be thinking about what's going on in Ukraine and all over the world. When you think about broken, man, you don't have to think too hard about that. And uh, I hope you have been able to put something in your pocket and take it out with you today to learn with it, to have it apply to your life. My goal each, each Sunday is to have something that you can be application-based and help you. And at TLC, we stand ready to help and partner with and pray for you in any way we can. Hallelujah. Amen. God bless you. God bless you.